welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. Here come the shameless plugs, ladies and gentlemen. You can find me on Vero at Scotty B Official. A lot of interesting and unique content coming out there. Of course, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff in general, the work in progress on any cosplays that I'll be doing will be on Vero. Twitter, I'm at H-O-C-S Podcast. You can find me on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. and Hit that bell because we put out a new episode every Friday and even a little bit more than that sometimes. Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary on YouTube. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. And of course, you can find me on Instagram at Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary. Although, the way that Instagram's been going, we probably won't be using it as our main focus in the future. The main focus in the future will be on the website, which I'm very excited to be working on very diligently and hope to have that launched for you in the near future. Stay tuned for that. So today we want to talk about the cosplay income stream, whatever that may be for you. Of course, cosplay is a hobby, so... Having an income stream is kind of just like a bonus when it comes to something like cosplay. But the one thing that I do emphasize on the show and as a part of Heroes is that cosplay is the catalyst. It's the means to an end. Making money and having an income stream is not a bad thing to have. We really wanted to go deep on the podcast in some categories and marketing and income are two of those areas. So it's really like the serious side, even though we're not really taking ourselves seriously, but that we wanted to create some in-depth discussion in this space about some of those behind-the-scenes topics and the things that people aren't really talking about inside of the cosplay community. If you want to focus on the more fun things, check out the YouTube channel, where we don't necessarily go as deep on some of these how-to-make-money, income-driven where have I gone wrong with life sort of topics that we will be covering from now on on the podcast itself. So one of my most listened to podcasts is called How to Make Money on Patreon. And when I go back and listen to the podcast myself, I feel that I've really missed a little bit on what to exactly tell you. And of course, a lot of the landscape has changed since that podcast has come out. So thank you very much for going back and listening to it. But I think you're going to find that this video, talking about the income stream, is probably going to give you a little bit more than that old video did or that old audio did. Of course, it is out on YouTube too. It's one of the more viewed videos that I have right now. And uh, rest assured, I will be revising some of those videos about Patreon for cosplayers when I get to it on YouTube. That'll be um, one thing that I do want to focus on. So Patreon requires a sales funnel. And really, I don't feel that it should be considered a main source of income. Here's why. First of all, it's not something that you control. Patreon is owned by someone else. So whatever you put on there, it's stuck on there. That's your, If that's your own, your income source, they do and can take it whenever they want. They also take a percentage of everything that's coming into you. So it's not necessarily yours. You're kind of renting that space just like you do inside of unpaid media. So as, a, as far as calling it a sales funnel, what do I mean by that? So what's a sales funnel? Like, is that a term that people in cosplay are really even familiar with? I'm sure some of you are. So you create a sales funnel. It means that your free content funnels into Patreon, whether that's through Linktree and people clicking on your links or if it's just, you know, a plain old link everywhere. Um, if you do it in Vero, by the way, if you do it in Vero, you can just link to it in every single 
post. It's, you're not limited to just one hyperlink at the top of your bio like you are with Instagram. The way the Patreon is structured, you would not want to rely on it. It is very mm, unreliable for cosplayers in terms of what it can produce. There are a few people who do very well, but it's not easier for small creators. And I do use the term creators when I talk about Patreon. There's there's a number of other places where you can go and make money. That would be covered in depth in the program that I'll be coming out with called Avalon. So again, put it in your link trees, you can plug it. I would suggest working very diligently into rich content as exclusive content for your audience if you're going on a Patreon. So what do I mean by that? You produce a lot of pictures and honestly, sometimes I see the same photo sets that people put in Patreon that they do on Instagram. So the difference may be that the Patreon version of the set is just larger. Uh, and that, that is where you, you know, create your monthly subscriptions and you every month put on a new set of photos. You you link it to your video content and the video content is what you produce. Like the finished product is what you put in YouTube. The behind the scenes is what you put on Patreon. The stuff that you put on Patreon is either less refined, which you feel is more closely connected to your audience, like you, you, you're giving them more, or it is a variation on the same, or it's just a little bit expanded. Um, I've also seen people who like, they put out um, content on YouTube, and then they have like an uncensored version on Patreon. So it's like, we can't be all sweary and stuff and really force that on into a space where, you know, it's really supposed to be family friendly, but oh, you know, you could pay X and then you can get that on the Patreon. Those are ideas. They are not the ideas that I would necessarily use for the content that I would produce on Patreon. They're not going to be the things that I use for the content that I produce on Patreon. So you're already getting video content. You're already getting audio content. You're already getting some ideas for free. So what do you need in a paid space? Well, in a paid space, there would have to be something where I could talk to you in a group and give you a much more detailed and in-depth sort of coaching experience where we could actually just talk about things that you need to be, uh, like you you are focused on. So it would be more like a coaching experience. I can also offer one-on-one in that space and um, have you unlock a lot of my ability to help you in your marketing. So it wouldn't just be me still leveraging my time because you're paying me a lot. It's really more of like a, a way for me to offer some limited consulting. I don't see that a lot of people in the cosplay community are really using it for something like that. For example, so you would, uh, if you're if you're good at creating um, icons or if you can create thumbnails or if you can make something, uh, if you have uh, a list of presets that you know work for photography, for example, that those kinds of things could be created. You could create white papers around that and you could offer that to your audience in Patreon. Now, the thing about the subscription fee and why I would rather look to like a monthly coaching option is that I think that's worth more. To me, being able to actually connect with that person that I'm following is worth more, even if it's like in a group chat or something like that. I know a lot of people don't like to get that close to the people that follow them. I still feel like it can be professional 
the people that would be following me and, and looking for the kind of content that would be going up in a space like Patreon for me as a creator and doing things inside of business and marketing would make sense to be able to talk to people either individually or in a group. So that that is something that I suggest, to have exclusive rich content that is what you do. Like It's not like your lives, which again, this is uh, people give this stuff away. So you, you go live and then people can ask you questions about what you're doing anyways. That's very underpriced. But you could also do that in a space like Patreon where you would be able to then just work like one-on-one with somebody on a very specific problem that they're having or with something that they really just specifically want to know about a build. Um, those aren't things that I would necessarily do myself. But I do see that being able to help somebody in that way could be very valuable and it could also be very ongoing so most people jump they see they they consume everything they want to consume in like a month and they're done it's very hard especially when your focus is more on your organic content which a lot of creators uh struggle with this they they don't go all in on their paid content they go all in on instagram or they go all in on tiktok or um, a space where they're growing a lot organically. They spend a lot of time and energy gaining that organic traffic and they don't spend a lot of time focused on the funnel. And you're going to hear other coaches talk about the sales funnel, but I'll mention it here. You would like all your organic traffic to turn into paid content or to turn paid, right? You would like everybody who follows you on YouTube to go to your Patreon. But in reality, not only is it not going to be your ideal client um, unless you've really dialed that in, which again, Patreon, well, you know, these are things that I would want to talk about. There's just so much, but the likelihood is you're going to get about 1% of 1% of the people that you have on your other feeds finding you and actually finding value beyond what they're getting for free. So these are casual users. They're casual followers, I guess is a better way of putting that. They've found you, they're entertained or they are finding value in what you're presenting there, but they're not people who are like committed to your brand. They're not people who want to support what you're doing. Um, There's also a big difference between supporting what somebody's doing and offering value to someone. Oftentimes I see it the opposite way where I'm creating this in cosplay and I want you to support what I'm creating. So you're literally my Patreon. You enjoy what I'm doing. Not necessarily that I am helping you in some way helping you by giving you uh, entertainment escape by being able to create things that you wanted to see. But not in the sense that I am teaching you how to fish. So you're getting a lot of fish from the content. You're paying for the fish, but you're not learning how to fish. I'm not adding value to you in that sense. And unfortunately with that, you get a very low retention rate. When you're talking about marketing, and you're talking about keeping followers. Well, you can keep follower. Like keeping a follower account isn't really that hard to do on an, on an online platform. What's hard to do is retain a customer. And really, if somebody's paying you and you're offering them value, then yes, they're they're a client or a customer. It's not really a donation at that point. So yes, if you're running it as like a as a place for people to donate to you and what you want to do, that's a totally different thing. But if you want to add value to them, then it's about the life of a customer and the value of what you're offering for them for that lifetime and how long that cycle is and what it costs to find another person. So it's very much 
a business at that point. So the the exact tactics will vary. So and and let me be very clear, like this is not just one there's no one way to do it. there there is one path. There's there's a way that works. There are many ways that work, but there's no like one specific way. Like you have to get this thing and then do this and then do this. Like it's not just one cosplay that everybody should do that always works this way. It's very subjective. And that's also what makes it very frustrating for people who end up uh, looking for answers online like they would with a program like this and that there can be some disappointment. So I'm very careful. And again, you have to be very careful when you do this on Patreon. You have to be upfront and you have to vet. The idea is to create digital exclusives shared through video and audio rich content. So not the same as your stories or on Twitter and it's not just pointing to a link in your bio. It is about building a community. So that is your funnel. So you have to go somewhere where you know you can start a community, not just contribute to a conversation. So if you have a Facebook group or a Discord or a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel, and really Twitch and YouTube are kind of paid, or at least they can be, they can be monetized. So that's a piece that really works well in terms of creating a funnel. It can be a funnel in and of itself. But those are spaces where you build a community. These are the people who know you, like you, and trust you. And when you have an offer, they are the people who are most likely to adopt that. Whatever it might be. T-shirt, pins, stickers, a website that has a bunch of content on it that you know builds uh, a brand for someone. Anything like that. A lot of people have this. Okay, so really the thing that they're looking for, it's really the who. It's really what you're doing that they're interested in and how you're doing it. So the whole you do you, that's kind of what's going on there. And I've often, or at least in the past, I've talked about finding the pain points. So once you've had a chance to be able to talk to your audience in places like YouTube where they're leaving you content or, or comments, or if you're in Discord and you're seeing the chat and what people are talking about, or if you are on Twitch and they're just talking to you directly, you start to learn about what they really want. And then you can build your offers around those things. And you can build the additional exclusive rich content that they will be very excited about paying for versus the meh where they pay for it and then they go, well, I will cancel this today and then in 30 days it goes away from me. Doesn't mean they don't like you. It's just that they didn't find any value in necessarily that subscription price or in that price point, which is another thing. And again, just don't have enough time to talk about all of these different things with you. There will be many different courses. So to close the circle, clients and customers and sales, the know, like, and trust. So what are you giving in this space? And yes, there's there's a lot that you can give for free before you get into charging people on a platform like Patreon. And you really do. You have to offer a lot of value. That's the key. The more value you offer, the more likely it is that people will want to move to that platform and click on that button and be involved with what you're doing because they see a ton of value going into here. So you have to translate that value in the free content to the paid content. You have to actually increase it. There has to be a ton of value in whatever it is that you're doing on Patreon in terms of how you're reaching those people and what you're giving them. You really have to give more in that space than you do in others. Otherwise, just like we've talked about for the last 20 minutes, they're going to go somewhere else. They're going to find it somewhere else. They're going to just stick with the free stuff. Build to who supports you and bring people in with consistent content that you have 
in the other free spaces, in all of that organic reach that you spend so much time building, that conversation that you build. And by the way, we have a long way to go with this. <laughs> I just wanted to warn you, um, there is a lot to talk about with Patreon, and I do think that I slighted you in the first episode while I was talking about it. So to reiterate, whatever you do in that space, you, you do a version of it in the paid space, you might do something completely different. It's totally up to you, um, but make sure that you are still creating space, okay? Space between you and your audience while providing value. So it's really about this exclusivity that they feel when you're providing value to your audience. It's exclusive. They're not going to be able to get it anywhere else because they're getting it from you and that's who they want it from. Whether it's a super secret group that they're funneled through or whatever the case may be, I've seen a lot of different tactics and some of them are great, some of them are not. I'm not going to go into individual tactics like I said, but just that you have to build the exclusivity with your paid program. It's really just about the relationship and about what you're sharing. People who pay for your content, there is a relationship there and it is, yes, much more transactional. People who support you, you definitely don't want to go down the path of trying to convince people that the transaction equals friendship. Um, That's not really what this is about. And that's also why I would say that it's very important that you add value and that there is a timeline and that, you know, ongoing content, even with what I'm building here. So working with people and then how to onboard new people and tell them to start here instead of jumping into the middle, you know, you can only do so much with something like Patreon in that way. You can create some value um, that people can reach out to you and they, they can have questions ongoing. If you have a larger audience, you can start to get a little confused as a creator who has a lot going on, what each of those individual people might need. Be very careful about non-value-added content and what you do with it. Basically, the, the get-rich-quick kind of stuff that you see pop up all over the internet. This, to me, it's um, it gets a little bit sketchy. Like, how, how what exactly I'm talking about is a little bit sketchy. If you're a model, be a model. Sign things, have prints. Um, it, it's it's labor intensive, but if that's what you're producing, if you're producing content that's Patreon bound, for lack of a better way to describe it on my podcast, and that's what you do, then understand who you're going to attract for that content. Other than over something like figuring out how to create something, solving a pain point. Like the pain point that you're solving with pretty pictures is not a good pain point to solve, at least not in my opinion. Because yes, there's a need, perhaps. Uh, Yes, there's a demand for something like that, but it's not in the best light. And yes, you can make a ton of money. Um, But again, it's a get get rich quick scheme. Um, and if you're, if you're really in, a, in and about that, then you're probably not listening to this podcast anyways. Entertain at a level that you don't in other spaces. Twitch and YouTube work very well to do this. Cover yourself. So this is another thing that I can't really tell you a ton about because I am not a lawyer and I'm not an accountant, but cover yourself with law and pay your taxes. Right. Now, I know there might be some people internationally listening to this and I can really not help you with some of those things. I do try to make this as universal as I can, but I do not know uh, international tax law or the laws that govern 
any anywhere out of the United States. Really, it's state by state here. So I can imagine it gets a little bit more complicated when people are looking to do these things in their own countries that are listening to this. Um, please make sure that you're covered legally and however accounting is handled in your respective country. As stated earlier, do not rely on Patreon as a source of income and an only source of income. The thing to do, at least of what I feel works the best, is if, if you really like it, we start talking about like making a million dollars. I'm not going to talk about making a million dollars with cosplay. If we're talking about like making money in the long term. You're going to want like six or seven different income sources. And that can be very diverse. But you can say Twitch is an income stream. YouTube is an income stream. Your website is an income stream. Patreon is an income stream. Kofi and so on. So you'd have like four or five, depending on how you do it. But that's really where your hobby becomes more of a job. It becomes like a full-time part of your life. And if you're not ready for that, if you don't want to treat it like work, or at least like work that you enjoy doing, which is really the difference. It's it's not that you don't want it to be work or labor intensive. It's that whatever you're doing outside of it isn't too pleasant. Uh, it's making you miserable. And that's what a lot of this is about is, you started doing cosplay perhaps because you wanted to escape some of the misery. I do know that a lot of that happens because of that. A lot of people chase fandoms and a lot of people get into their hobbies and interests because there is some unhappiness outside of it. There's there's a need for escape. I talked about escapism like a hundred years ago, it seems, on the podcast. But it is a part of life now. You know, our phones basically help us escape life. And the reason for that is we, our jobs are relatively unfulfilling for the most part. We don't feel very fulfilled by what we do. Some people do. Don't get me wrong. Like there are people that's like, oh, I love my job. I love what I do. And, you know, cosplay is just a part of my everyday existence. I love this. And there's plenty of people like that. And that's fine. And, you know, maybe you don't find a lot of value in what I do. Uh, maybe it's just more like an intellectual pursuit to actually listen to the, some of the things that I come up with every week. Just make sure that Patreon has a purpose. It doesn't overlap too much with everything else you do. And I think this is probably the third time that I'm saying something like this. You want to make it unique, engaging. Overall, you want to add value. Just a ton of value. You want to add value in everything you do. That's going to give people a reason to keep coming back. So it's not just an advert, right? Like your, your content isn't just advertising for the platforms that make you money. It exists. It's in that space. It's a suggestion. It's, it's not the only thing. So that is what we have this week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here and working through yet another discussion on the cosplay income stream. There will be a lot more to talk about in the future on these subject and just in general with income and what you can do inside of cosplay to cultivate that and how to build these funnels and what my eventual paid content will look like as kind of a roadmap for what you could also potentially do and realize yourself. And I really hope that I can reach some success with that so that I can show you that it is possible because I do believe that there are a lot of creators in the space. I believe there are a lot of talented people in the space. And I believe that there's a world where you just don't have to be miserable and try and escape things that there is a way to create a cause and there's a way to reach an audience and there's a way to be engaging and be engaged with the things that you do and, and be happy with the kind of content that you create and with how you've structured your income. So that's all we have today. 
If you'd like, leave a review for the show on iTunes or anywhere that you hear the podcast. I always appreciate the feedback, and I appreciate you leaving a review for the show, and I know that it takes a lot of time to do something like that, so thank you very much. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary. Hit subscribe and make sure that you hit the bell too for notifications so that you know when the new videos are coming out every Friday, forever and ever. And of course, sometimes we'll have a few more videos than that coming out every week. Watch for announcements on Season 3 and everything that's going to be rolling out. This is Scotty B with the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Bye-bye.